doing that, I was face to face with it. It was holding me by my throat. And it felt like it was sucking something out of me. I probably should have been more scared than I was when I witnessed the exorcism. I turned and looked on my right side. When I did, there's, there's a beam on the side of the tree, a large beam. It's looking at me and I'm looking at it. After I hit the lock button and looked back up, I saw red eyes staring back at me. That they're going to show multiple gods all over the earth, be able to speak in people's languages. And at that point, it kind of converge into this one entity, which will be revealed as extraterrestrial. You'll realize that aliens are the gods of old. And at that point, it'll like religion out of the context of humanity. No, it couldn't have been a person. I know that. I know that people can't run through the woods like that. So this thing comes into view, and I see it. It's 50 yards away from me. It's walking. It's walking on two legs. It's huge. This is a big, hairy looking being. back to the show, my friends. I am your host, Eric Salagi. If you've had an uncomfortable experience and you'd like to have it featured on the show, please get a hold of me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com. The world wants to hear your experiences. They want to hear your stories. So please get a hold of me and let's tell yours on a future episode of Uncomfortable. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, both at Uncomfortable Podcast 65. And please remember to leave us a five-star rating and review where you can. That's the main way you, the listener, can help get this show out in front of more people. And more people listening means more great guests coming forward with their experiences. Also, for those of you looking for a change of pace, please head over to Uncomfortable Podcast on YouTube and hit subscribe and the notification bell. That way you will be made aware every time I upload a version of the podcast in the video format. I'm doing that on a regular basis now, and it seems to be garnering some popularity. If you are interested in helping support the show, head over to patreon.com slash uncomfortable podcast 770 and check out the three levels we have there for you. See if anything appeals to you or if a standalone contribution is more to your liking, you can do that as well through Red Circle, uh, the sponsor of this podcast. The link is, for both of those will be in the show notes below. September 14th, ladies and gentlemen, 2024, September 14th is the date for Bigfoot and Brews. Only this year, it's going to be called Bigfoot and Brews and Spirits 2. Again, being held in the confines of Sister Lakes Brewing Company in Dwajak, Michigan. The uh, Bigfoot side of things, we have already secured Ohio's Amy Boo from Project Zoo Book and the Olympic Project out in Washington. And the paranormal side of it, we have a guest speaker who will be a listener favorite the Archbishop, Christina Rake. I'm in talks with several other presenters, and as they commit, I will make you aware, so please stay tuned for more info. As for tonight's show, speaking of Bigfoot and Brews, my guest tonight was one of the incredible speakers that I was fortunate enough to feature at this last year's event, and we've got a lot of new stuff to talk to you about. So, if you're ready 
Let's get into it. So if you will, please give a warm, uncomfortable welcome to Mr. Stacy Brown Jr. Stacy, welcome to Uncomfortable. What's up, bud? How you doing? I'm doing well. Good to see you again. Yes, sir. Same to you, man. It's you're been a uh, been a few months. Yeah, yeah. You're not an ice cube right now, so that's good news. <laughs> that is that that does mean that I've been able to keep the lights on and the heat going because <laughs> it is. Uh, it is it's pretty damn cold where we're at right now. Oh, I um, bet. Past couple of mornings have been uh, single digits and uh, overnights have been in the negatives. So I hear you're having uh, a bit of uh, non-normal uh, non uh, Florida weather where you're at as well. Well, okay, so this part of Florida, we get these kind of days. It's like 30 right now. It was 25 last night. Um but like last year, I think we only got two, you know, like total days. We're going on having, you know, a few weeks worth of bad weather right now where it's just super cold and uh, makes it miserable, you know. So yeah. we, we, it don't, it won't get much lower than like 20, but that's about our winter, you know, on the bad nights. So as I was saying, Stacy Brown was one of the, uh, one of the fine speakers that we had at this past, uh, September's Bigfoot and Bruise. It was a pleasure to have them. Uh, the The audience reacted very well to your presentation. It was good. It was concise. It was informative. Um, you and uh, Robert Kreider did a fantastic job of keeping everybody entertained for the day. Um, we're going to get into talking about uh, about a project that you let us uh, have a have a sneak peek at. Uh, during the VIP dinner on the, the night before on Friday night, and that was the Conjuring House experiments. Um, that that was that was pretty interesting. That was uh, there. You guys had some stuff going on in that that, uh, quite frankly, was a little freaky. Yeah, you know, um, we wanted it to be something you would remember. Uh, the the I think a lot of the issue with the paranormal right now is it's it's like waves coming into the you know the beach they all look the same yeah. you want you want to be that wave it kind of crashes everything down and people remember so uh, it's kind of what we were aiming for to push the envelope a little bit and do some things that uh people are uncomfortable uh talking about you know uh People nowadays tend to get away from the more, uh, or the, I guess like the occult stuff, the, the old ways of, uh, yeah. you know, conjuring things. Uh, people are much more about the technology now and just asking questions. I guess it's less scary or something, but I, you know, from the standpoint of somebody who, who's done, uh, a, a couple of, uh, investigations, um, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, it is uh, the idea of going into some place and performing a, a ritual or a summoning um, to to engage and get contact. That is um, 
that is something that man i would i would really have to be convinced to do that that's something it it makes it uh way way scarier i think the uh i think the technological way of going about uh, like a lot of these shows do comes off as being a much safer and and less uh a less in, invasive way to to try to make contact with these these entities on the other side and what you guys did quite frankly watching that uh and and recognizing um some of the things that you were saying and using to uh elicit those responses um really really <laughs> you know i it's cliche but uh it really made me uncomfortable and you know kind of kind of scared for you in in a manner of speaking right uh yeah well you know it's like do you want to find out or not that's that's kind of where i'm at you know right. so so i mean sure the emf meter can be going off i don't know what the hell that means though right you know what i mean let's 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 uh see if we can have visions or you know thoughts that are in our own uh, you know, see if something can happen that can at least convince me. That's all that's about. That's, that's the whole thing is I just want to convince myself that there's something more, you know, and, yeah. and maybe that's, maybe that's a part of it. Maybe, you know, because I had, I had some very pointed, very, um, quite obviously, uh, interaction with, with my my dad after he had passed away it was it was somewhere in the neighborhood of eight or nine months after he had passed and and they were very direct things that you know led me to believe wholeheartedly that it was him that i was interacting with um so i had that i had that belief already so i i get what you're saying you know from the standpoint of somebody who has maybe not had something that is that dramatic of a, an experience they would they would want to push the envelope more um for myself personally i enjoy i, I enjoy doing it i enjoy the uh the surprise of oh they're going to react with this this time instead of this or you know hey this time we got something that moved instead of you know, just a, a, a sound or a, an EVP or something. Um, but I mean, you guys, you guys kind of put it all out there. Yeah. I mean, there were so many different, there were so many different aspects that came in the decision with some of that. And, you know, it's easy to do those things if you don't believe, right? If you think it's nonsense, it's nothing to it. Sitting in on a seance ain't that big a deal, you know. Uh, but if you're wrong, you know, there's that downside. But yeah. it was like, when are we going to be at this place again? When are we ever going to have these permissions, you know? Um, and when are we going to have this? I mean, because it was just kind of everything fell into place like, the guy that built the world gate experiment. Uh, I had met him before and then he just called me up out of the blue and was like, yo, I got this experiment. You want to, you want to try it out? And 
It's like, we had just confirmed we were going to the conjuring house, you know? So, uh, that was, it was kind of just fell into the, fell into place. And of course we want to try that there, you know, try all these new things and kind of keep things fresh, uh, push the envelope a little bit, you know, because why not? I mean, what, what else is, I mean, the people are just watching the same old stuff over and over again. Right. Uh, if you're looking at it from a, an entertainment or like a filmmaking, uh, standpoint, but outside of that, like when, when in the world am I going to get to go to this place again? When am I going to have the original investigator to that property in my pocket? You know what I mean? To do this seance again, right? Like let's, let's do it again with this guy here. And, uh, it was a little, (laughs) it was a, there were some moments where we were like, all right, we're in it now, guys, you know? (laughs) And, and you guys, you guys took a little bit of heat, didn't you? You got in a little bit of trouble for, um, for the seance. Uh, yeah, it was weird because they told us the gloves were off and then they suggested we use Carl because I had another guy uh, who lives down the street who was going to go and they suggested Carl and I guess Carl had been there and done a seance before. But whatever he did before, what and what he did then and I told him, I said, hey, bud, the gloves are off. We can do whatever we want. I said, I have willing participants here to do whatever we need to do to get some type of activity, make something happen. You know, let's see it. If you think you can do it, Carl, you tell me you can summon something. Come on. I want to watch that. I want to see that. Now, now Carl, Carl's been in, I wouldn't say he's been in the limelight, but he's had some notoriety. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've seen him on multiple other uh, paranormal shows. Um, he's, I know he's worked, uh, early on, he worked with the guys from ghost adventures. Uh, I believe I remember seeing him in an episode or two or of, uh, um, ghost hunters, the, one of the originals way back. Um, and I've seen him in some other short documentaries and stuff. Um, Carl, I can't remember his last name now. Uh, Johnson Johnson, him. And he, he has a twin brother as well. They used yeah. to work. They used to work together. And has one fallen off? Has the brother kind of fallen away from uh, doing this stuff? To my knowledge, no. Okay. Uh, it's just a different approaches. You know how you have a yin and yang symbol. Yeah. The yeah. white and the black. That's it. You know, and they do stuff together. Uh, you know, Carl's just got his own thing that I don't think his brother's much seeing it from that way yeah you know his brother's more of like the church that's and, right you're right i do remember that one was one was more faith-based and the other was more kind of care. he's still faith-based but it's yeah. just who they serve yeah. <laughs> it's uh two different <laughs> things there <laughs> so so you know through that experience and and again it's called the conjuring house experiment and where where can people where can people catch up with this where can they um it's on amazon uh right now i i can't i don't know if it's on tubi yet but i know it's on amazon uh prime 
so you can rent it there. Um, I've not I've not watched it since you've released it because I kind of got spoiled because you let us air this for uh, the first time at our VIP dinner on that Friday night. Um, so if and I remember you asked uh, our opinions about the black and white or color or what. So what did you end up going with? And, uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't my choice, but we did color, and it, it broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some so, things. I, some listen, like this is what my buddy can't get through his head for whatever reason. When you have something you're doing that makes it uncomfortable to watch. Make watching anything in black and white is uncomfortable because it's not the normal, right? You know, it, is, it sets the tone a little bit different. And it would have been a, uh, I think it would have been a more creepier film, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that's just my opinion. And so, whatever, I conceded at the end. I was like, I don't really care that much. Yeah, I agree. Whenever you introduce the black and white, it's always, it's much more, uh, it's much more shocking to the eye um, when when you're when you're dealing with the the heavy shadows and the and the it, it, there's just something about it that really elicits um, it, it almost draws you in more than right. seeing something in color because I don't know if that's I don't know if that's your mind thinking okay it's different so I got to pay better attention to it I might miss something. Um, but, but you were right. It, it definitely was, uh, it sets a different tone and, you know, different strokes, different folks. Uh, but, but me, I, it's like, if you're going to make a film that's like edgy and, you know, you're trying to do certain things with it, be shocking. Like why stop short and be like, Oh wait, nobody, I won't watch a black and white film. Because it's black and white. I'm like, what? Like, I don't know, dude. Whatever. It wasn't a big deal at the end of the day. But it, it, uh, I think it's way better in black and white. There's, There's been a considerable number of horror movies and monster movies that I've enjoyed in color. But by far, still, the, the old classic universal uh, monster films, you know, the the Draculas, the uh, um, Frankenstein, and the, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Those, yeah. It was all very stunning uh, visually because they're in black and white, and it still holds up till today. Right. And, uh, yeah, some of my favorite films are, you know, color, but it's something about watching a film that's black and white. It sets a mood. If it's done properly, you know what I mean? If you're yeah. not just black and white to have it black and white, like we even shot it to have it black and white. and. God's like, I had no idea we were doing that. <laughs> I'm like, bro, whatever, dude. So the group of guys, <clears throat> excuse me, the group of guys you did this with, um, you're all part of uh, Outcast Paranormal. Yeah, yeah. And and list, list the names of the, the gentlemen that were in this with you. Um, okay, so you had Josh Watson. He was there. Uh, he... He mainly does the, uh, he's the Bigfoot in all my uh, recreations and stuff like that at conferences. Yeah. He's Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, Ryan, uh, RPG, uh, Golombeski. Uh, 
he's he's the one that's like staring down into the well. Uh, then you had James Brost. Um, he's in there. He was the center of the world gate for us. And uh, yeah, Joey Badia. He's a cameraman. Uh, Bill Brock was there. He runs audio and also does the camera uh, work. And then we had some other people. We had Justin Spurrier there and Austin Spurrier and then Jay Prather. He was our uh, tech guy. He builds, like, all the ghost equipment for ghost adventures and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is what's trying to climb into my lap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it was there was a whole bunch of us, you know, and we don't none talk no more, really. What? Yeah, that was kind of ended it, man. It cost Why? Me. Hey, fuck, dude. A lot of people's life went to shit after that. Really? Oh, yeah. There's just death, uh, a couple overdoses, uh, fucking house, uh, like sewage back up, and then a tree in the front yard just bursts into flames. Um, I mean, you can take it for what it's worth. It happened. Wow. Don't know if it's connected, but Outcast ain't much of a thing no more. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> right? Holy I mean, we, we, we still got a few films we're putting out. We're still making, but there's no plans to do nothing else. We're doing everything from afar. And, uh, wow, that shocks me, dude. Well, so, okay, I'll get into a little bit. So, like, they said don't take rocks. Right. Some of them took rocks. Removed it from the property? Oh, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, man. It, it For a lot of people, it went bad. Uh, I had, personally, some stuff happen to me. Uh, Did you? Yeah, lost about... $70,000 worth of property. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Josh, he, uh, he kind of, okay. So when he was there in the world gate, he said, he's seen everybody that had passed away that he knew, but his grandfather was there. His grandfather hadn't passed away. Okay. Uh, and then Jerry Pacheco, he came from the uh, Lizzie Borden house. He's a tech guy, IT guy. He's a friend of ours. Uh, he come over to hang out, you know, because he lives, you know, Massachusetts, and we live in Florida. Not often you're, you know, get to see each other. Right. But he was there, and he's a he's a psychic of some sort, right? So he had a vision in his sleep of Josh's mom crying. So Josh is the ball headed guy that in the film you see. He slams his head into the table repeatedly, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That was disturbing. Yeah, it was weird. And, and then you like see his muscle spasming on his arm. Remember that? Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Jerry's like, yo, I need to talk to Josh. I seen it. I seen his mom last night. She's crying really bad. He goes, I'm, what, what do you think he's going to say to me if I say this stuff to him? And I was like, Josh ain't gonna say nothing. You know, he's kind of intimidated, I guess. Uh, 
But he went up and told Josh. Josh is like, okay, well, I'll give her a call when we get out of here. And then as we're standing in line to board the plane, he gets a phone call that his grandfather had died. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jerry seeing his mom crying, you know, that would have been her dad. And then uh, Josh seeing him with all the people that he knew who were dead. Right. And he wasn't dead yet. He was still about two days away. So that was weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it was, some of us still hang out and are friends, uh, but it ain't like it was. It kind of just, like James, James is, uh, he's, I guess, got super religious since then, you know, because it had an impact obviously yeah. on, on everybody and uh james had some family issues uh you know uh some serious family issues and then the uh i guess he turned to the lord or found the lord and in, in in what he experienced there and i don't know if james was really uh religious before then i'm sure he was but I had never heard any of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, but then after that, I think when you see the proof of the afterlife and you know, that's what it is. I think that steers you over to, Hey, let me go talk to my dog, Jesus over here and make sure we're square. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Start doing the right thing. But that was the impact it had on his life, you know? So, um, uh, are you are you comfortable with getting into not necessarily the personal things that happen, but you personally how your how your paradigm shifted after after this? I'm not scared to die anymore. Okay, so we did the world gate and the CIA Maybe for those for those who haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I can talk just about it. Give give the give the people uh, an idea of what the World Gate is. Okay, so the World Gate is this experiment built by Jay Prather, but it's based off of the Gateway process, and the, the CIA had a study on it, and there was this one page missing for right. years. Well, Jay ends up with the page; it became public somehow or something, and Jay got it. And so the world gate basically is you're in a a sepa symbol, a sepa symbol and a pentagram are the same thing. But this is what I guess the Egyptians, Sumerians called it, right? Whoever. So we're positioned all around in the house, and he's using a uh, new um, set universal math gematria. He's using that to see who can be included, like because RPG wasn't allowed to do it. Uh, and then, you know, where you would sit, right? Um, so, but the CIA had been doing it. Like, they had money to throw at this shit. And they had been studying it and doing it with people and trying to, I guess, remote view and things like that. But the CIA said that you go to a place when you click out, when your frequency gets between four and seven hertz, you'll click out. 
and you go to this place called the absolute and there's rules in the absolute like we didn't know till after we did the shit that you can become untethered from your body and then that's it right like but so they talk about this place that is everything they come out of it saying we live in like an energy hologram and that all religions are real uh some wild shit and it's online for you to look at right you can look this up read about it it's very interesting it's like 26 pages um but anyways we did that and I don't know how to explain it, but the word absolute. I never felt that way ever. Okay. Uh, I, I way I've told people is I went to heaven, hell, see my past, future, and present, and everything all at once in 47 minutes. I see my kids. Like, I didn't know they were staying at my sister's. And like, so I'm looking, I'm, you ever flew over into a city? And I, I, I remember you saying something that you were, you were above them and you could see them on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So you ever flown into a city at night and you're seeing the lights, but you're about maybe 5,000 feet up. Yeah. I'm kind of like flying like that. Right. But then all of a sudden I see my kids there on the couch and then I see my uh, girlfriend and uh, I'm at my apartment now and I see her there. She's in my spot on my couch. And she's eating something out of a can. And I'm like, ah, what? You know, and then I'm seeing I'm a, I'm a little kid and I'm talking to someone or I'm with somebody who I assume is my mother, but it's not my mother. I know this person is my mother, though, right? And I got my face up against the damn car window and I'm just watching the telephone poles fly by, right? We're hauling ass somewhere. And then all of a sudden there's this little girl and I love this child. Like, I don't know who this child is. Never seen this child before in my life, but there's a face and everything. A lot of times they say when you're dreaming, you won't see faces to things. Yeah. And our new faces, right? Uh, there's a face of this shit. And it's looking at me and she's smiling. And this huge thing just grows on her neck like that. And she makes this damn grin at me. And then all of a sudden I'm looking at like a gold tablet with this writing on it. And I don't know what it is. Uh, the gold tablet kind of forms these dreads and it's a lady and she's screaming at me and that's when I went to hell and then we're sitting there and my body's shaking like in the earlier points before I clicked out or before I thought I clicked out my body was shaking and I was like yo y'all gonna be able to actually physically see my body move on camera I know I was shaking back and forth and I couldn't figure out why that comes up later. But so then we get out of it. He closes the portal. My phone's blowing up. My phone's been blowing up and it's my kids. 
And they're like, yo, what in the world are you doing right now? And it was this uh, black mist, fog-type mist that was in the house. They seen where, this. In, where they were at. Where they were at, which was at my sister's, which I had no idea. I'd been in Rhode Island for a week. They were supposed to be with my mom, right? But, like, they'll stay with my sister. They'll stay with their mama. You know what I mean? It's back and forth kind of thing, right? Yeah. Wherever they feel like going. Uh, and that's what, for them to be there. And then so I text my girlfriend. I was like, are you sitting in my spot <laughs> eating out of a can? She's like, yeah, I'm eating pineapples. I was like, damn, bro. And it was weird. But the the thing about me being shaken back and forth in the exit interview, Austin said he was walking around and looking at everybody and was shaking me, trying to get me up, shaking me on the cot, trying to wake me up so I could go and do stuff. Right. But I tell you what, I didn't want to come back. Really? Uh, yeah. I would have never came back. I was good. I was good. I hope to do that again one day. Uh, I believe that is what's going to happen when I, I die. So I'm trying to keep my brain intact. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be important. Uh, but yeah, I'm not scared of it anymore. I don't worry about it. I think that's where we go when we die. Now, whether that's going to heaven or not, I don't know. It it was weird because there's... I've wanted to do the experiment outside of a haunted location because I think we wouldn't have the negative part. So like, after the experiment ended, and you should watch the movie if you haven't already, after the experiment ends, we're seeing orbs, and there's a lady screaming in the house. Like As soon as it ended and he closed the portal, there was a woman scream in the house. And so they go from room to room, and they're chasing this thing. Every time they get to a room, it's in the next room. And they finally get to the birthing room, and when they open the door, there was like a, one of those SLS... And yeah. stick figures there, and then there was yep. a scream, and then it just stopped. And that was directly after, and I wasn't the only person that seen the woman. You know, that's what was strange. Like, So several of you saw, literally saw the manifestation in the room. Yes, yes. Uh, and like when Richard, he saw me as a child with some woman standing outside of an old-ass car. He's like, it what he goes, it wasn't you, bud, but I knew it was you. Or I knew it was Stacy, because he wasn't talking to me uh yeah. when it first happened. And that was that was strange. Richard had a complete terrible experience after that. Richard was ready to kill Jay because he thought he had he thought he had changed the audio track because we did it twice and I didn't get to do the first time. But he thought Richard had changed the audio track. And then I thought during, because there were, okay, so you're laying there, right, with like a sleep mask on and you got these headphones on and you start seeing what appears to be like lightning popping behind clouds. And so I went towards that. And once I got towards that, I went kind of like, 
almost through a tunnel, but then when it stopped, I was standing up looking at the stars, and there were like woods surrounding me. Right, I could see the woods. Uh, it was it was a very strange experience, but at one point, I'm seeing flashes. I mean, and it's not like. Because you got to figure, I got a sleep mask on. There were times, dude, where I thought I had my eyes open and sitting on that sleep mask. Because it was like I was not wearing it. It was like I just, I, I shut my eyes and I opened my eyes and there was all this stuff. It was so clear. It was the, it was the oddest thing. I, I didn't know an audio frequency could make you hallucinate. And that's exactly what happened to me was I had hallucinations. Uh... So, and I find it, I find it odd that you found so much comfort in that, that you no longer fear your demise. <laughs> no, I don't dude. Uh, I want to go back. I want to do it again. You know what I mean? Like you don't understand. You don't like if you, if you, I've never felt love like that. I felt love like that one time before and it was, I was doing uh Molly. What, but it what wasn't about that intense? What about the tablet that uh, morphed into the dreads, and then you saw a woman, and then you you alluded to you, you thought that was the progression to hell? Yeah, yeah, I thought so, that was the progression. She had some the tablet. I don't I don't think she had anything to do with the tablet. I think that tablet was shown to me by something on that property because that tablet came up. When RPG was staring down into the well, he had visions of a tablet, you know. Uh, and so that was the second time that that tablet had came up that week. And I almost, I almost think, dude, that like, because the whole, the whole deal to it from the owner, from Corey was, you know, hey, it's not the house, it's the land. We could yank the house out of here and it's the same shit. Bring in a trailer. It's the same thing. Because in, and I'm glad you brought that up as far as it being the land. Um, because, you know, just it being a haunted location is, is not, it's not the only thing that has happened there. No, no, it's not. Uh, uh, at the time during the film, you'll see uh, Justin and his his little thing with this alien. Like they've had several UFO sightings out there. They've had Bigfoot sightings out there. Justin was standing in the yard, hearing knocks and like mumbling in the woods, and didn't know what the hell it was. He's like, I think this could be a Bigfoot. Like you got a whole house full of Bigfooters in there asleep, bro. Go in there and wake their ass up. You've got a Sasquatch on the property. And what it made me think, looking back, <clears throat> is that all of that is connected? I don't know if it's, <clears throat> they're all interdimensional or if there's like, we all stay on Earth. We don't never leave Earth. We just transition into a different level of existence on this plane. Like Earth yeah. is the plane, but I think those things, I think those things are like sucking life out of us. I think you they know, drain you of your life. I think that's the point to scare. I think that's the point to make you happy. I think whatever it is, it's actually doing this. 
this is probably all a thought thing. Like this could all be a simulation and we're laying in a pod like on the matrix and they're, 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 they're feeding off of our feelings, our emotions, that feeling of terror that you get. But, and it was like, I got, I got everything right there at once. And it's just, it stumps me, man. It stumps me to what it was. Uh, but if I had the choice, I would have stayed. You know, you you bring up the knocks and you bring up the the extraterrestrial extraterrestrial looking entity. Um, and and here's the thing, because you know the the community of Bigfoot, particularly, is so divided on the woo. You're either you're either in the woo or you're out of the woo. There is no middle of the road. <clears throat> and I've talked about this on on other episodes. Christina Rake, who uh, was was with us the night that we viewed this, um, she and I have had wonderful conversations. But you know, we got into it one night, and you know, so like when you're out in the woods. And you're you're potentially in the presence of a Sasquatch. You know, there's innumerable people who have reported seeing light orbs in conjunction with this. There are tons of people who hear this knock, this wood knock, right? Well, when you when you investigate a haunted location, what's one of the common things that you you'll hear? In a location, you'll hear knocks. You'll hear knocks on the wall. Well, I think we've all been kind of preconditioned to that that's a spirit knocking on the wall to get your attention. And I don't think that's what it is. I think that is a peripheral effect of them coming into our perception, our them coming into our viewable or experienceable perception whether that means they're coming through a, a, a portal or a dimensional gate or, you know, I, I don't know. It all sounds incredibly asinine when you say it out loud. You know, you sound like a lunatic when you say it out loud. But, you know, you hear the people that have the reports of the mechanical noises, you know, like the slamming of a car door or something. It, that's what it sounds like to them. But maybe, again, that is a sound that is a peripheral part of them coming into our existence to where we can perceive them. And, you know, the lights, you know, how many times have you heard of people or probably even yourself in a haunted location where you see uh, an orb? I saw an orb manifest in front of me and my daughter. We both saw it while we were investigating a, a graveyard years ago. Right. I mean, it literally came out of nowhere. It was about the size of a golf ball. It was pretty much a whitish light, but it had a blue hue around the outside edge of it. And it darted around for a second and a half and just poof. It, it, it left is, and I, when I say it left, I don't mean that it shot off to where we couldn't see it anymore. It just blipped into existence. It did a little thing and then poof, it was gone. And, you know, 
I, I, I'm with you when when you're talking about all these things. I think you know I've I've been into UFOs for since I was five. I mean, it I just have never it's never left me. And of course, for a lot of my life, I used to think that they were obviously coming from somewhere other than here. You know, they were they were they were in spaceships and they were coming from another planet or and and my my paradigm shift on this has been pretty dramatic in these past couple of years and i think that these things are already here i think i think all of it is here mm-hmm. and you know they you talk to people like jj rose you know and they these spiritualists and these um, light workers, they talk about the thinning of the veil, you know, that happens a couple times a year. And one time is, you know, around the Halloween season, oddly enough, or not oddly enough. Um, but that this past year, that veil has not ever really come back and closed that it's, it's remained more open than it ever has been, you know? And Again, when you when you say it out loud and you're having a conversation, looking at another set of eyes across from you, like we are right now, it sounds <laughs> it sounds batshit crazy. Yeah, uh, but I've actually seen more orbs bigfooting uh, than I have. You know, and I've never seen an orb at a haunted house. To be honest, I had to think about it. Uh, I, I think no, I don't think I've seen the one at the Conjuring House. They did. Yeah, I've seen, but I see him bigfooting all the time. And as for the knocks, go out there and pick up a limb off the ground, and try to make that same sound. That's my point. Every time somebody brings it. it up, you can't even come close. No, nah, so it's like, is it hand claps? But it don't sound the same. I've been able to make it one time. There was a hollow cypress tree, and I slapped it, and it made that knock sound. Yeah. But outside of that, what are you doing, dude? Because I hear the knocks. I don't know what it is, though. I don't believe it's them banging a stick up on a tree. I don't either. And the clo- about the closest you can come to doing it repeatedly is if you had two old-fashioned hardwood baseball bats. Yep. And you smacked them together. Hard enough that your your wrists and your hands would would vibrate after you did it. That's that's the sound. And again, I was just talking to somebody the other night, um, two gentlemen who who had all kinds of weird stuff happening to them uh, back over the fall in uh, mid Michigan while they were hunting brothers. And it's like you you go pick up any limb, you search all day long for the hardest limb you can find and the biggest one you can pick up and you swing swing for the fences, man. And you've you've hit that tree you're you've got the bark that softens the blow you're gonna have a snap and a crack and something break off the end of that stick when you do it because of the inertia and the immediate stop when it hits that tree right so and that's something you're not hearing you hear a knock but you don't hear you don't hear something breaking in conjunction with it right and i just i don't think i don't you know and you know, we don't have anybody on ca- with uh, any footage of a uh, Bigfoot picking up a limb and swinging and hitting a tree. You know, so I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that's it. I think this is. I think it's part of how we perceive 
them coming into us being able to tell that they're there. Right. Never know. I'm, I'm lost on it. I don't know what the hell it is. I know it ain't what they're saying it is, though. <laughs> like, where are these sticks at, bro? <laughs> where are they at? Yeah. yeah. You know? You know, in, like, this property of the Conjuring House, um, you know, I mean, with the number of things that are happening there, I don't know the lay of the land. I don't know if that's part of a, uh, an area, uh, a, a larger area that seems to have the same kind of things Bridgewater, happening. Bridgewater, it is, the Bridgewater Triangle. It's, it is in the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got, you know, the ranch you can never say the name of because they'll sue you if you do. But, you know, so you got Skinwalker Ranch, that whole Unitop Basin. Um, there, you know, you got Space, what is it, Space Wolf Research Ranch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right down the road. And, you know, the people that live there have been talking about these kind of uh, these kind of things all throughout that area. You know, so what is it about the land that... You know, because it's definitely not just the ranch. It's it's all over that whole area, you know. So what is it about those types of pieces of property? What, I mean, you know, is it ley lines? Is it, is there something to these triangles? Is, you know, it's just, it, it's fascinating to me. Well, you know, I wonder sometimes because like the Bridgewater Triangle ain't as active as it used to be. Right. From what I hear, it's just not what it was back in its heyday. I wonder if these portals or whatever, uh, certain areas, these energies, they just come on during certain times for so long. And then it's somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? It just moves around, you know? Uh, I don't know. Is there, there's so much in this world that we don't know. Uh I just wish everybody would quit acting like they did. <laughs> you know? And and that's that that's a great point that you bring up because it's okay to say you don't know. Yeah. It's okay it's okay to have an interest in things and not be an expert. You know, just just because you don't have so many people, you know, they, they, in, especially in Bigfoot, you know, they lean on the science aspect of things, you right. know, and, and yeah, without that, I get it. It's okay to lean on it, but by leaning on the science and the stuff that you can kind of prove you're, you're throwing out with the bathwater, a lot of things that to me, you know, I mean, all you have to do is sit down and listen to Sasquatch Chronicles, right? He's got a thousand episodes, thousand episodes. And okay. There's a percentage of them that are horseshit. There's a percentage of them that are people who have written a good story. They're a good storyteller and they can go on a show and not fumble over the words and not get tripped up. And you know, you have that with everything. You have that with UFO encounters. You have that with everything. Yep. But there's a, there's a large percentage of those stories that are just normal people telling about their experience and they're doing it because Wes gives them a, a safe place to do it. And a lot of people hear it, you know, you listen to the emails that, um, Steve Istall 
up in British Columbia. He has howtohunt.com. You listen to the emails that he reads from people. Very, I mean, they could, they could be interchangeable with the stories that are on Sasquatch Chronicles, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so many of them have weird shit happening in each one of them. You know, th- more so the rarity is to hear somebody say, I was walking through the woods. I saw something up ahead of me. It peeked out from behind the tree. It was a Bigfoot and it turned around and I walked away. And that was it. You know, there's always, there's always something additional that's really weird about it. You know, you talk to Ron Moorhead. You know, I had him at Bigfoot and Bruise two years ago. You know, I mean, his experiences there prompted him to get into quantum physics because right. it was so unusual, you know, and I just, I just don't think that it's, a, you're not giving it a fair shake if you're throwing out all the crazy weird shit. Yeah. It's just hard to, it's a paradigm shift for people, man. And it's hard to, you're never going to see the world in the same light again. You know what I mean? Your, your life is going to change. Things you thought about before will never come up again. And that's, that's a hard pill for somebody to swallow. It's a lot easier to just be like, ah, yeah, that's, that's hogwash. And then continue back on with the life you've got. Because I mean, what does it mean to you? All of a sudden, if you were told tomorrow that yes, aliens are real, they're right here. They just took you last night. You now know aliens are real. <laughs> you know what I mean? mess your head up i think people steer away from that a lot they may think you know all those these people are crazy but then you also have the people that just i I don't want to know nothing about it if it is real i don't want to know bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc well christina rake the archbishop that was there with us um i had her on a on a show fairly recently and you know she she is she has cut her teeth in the paranormal not right. only is she not only is she a, a a practicing uh archbishop for the old catholic church but she has she has committed herself to paranormal research she is a um a professor she teaches uh uh, courses in demonology, angelology, theology, and you know, for her to drop a bomb on me in this last episode, where she talks about uh, being out on the East Coast when she lived out there, and driving home, turning down the one road, and seeing a triangular 
craft with a light shining down on top of a farmhouse. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. You know? Um, and she's like, I, you know, I know how to battle demons. I know how to, you know, I know how to deal with that. She's like that, this stuff, I have no idea. And it scares the shit out of me. So I compartmentalize it. And it's not something that I talk about. I can talk about, you know, protecting yourself and, and, and purging yourself of, of a demonic entity. And that doesn't bother me at all <laughs> because I know I can kick their ass. But when it comes to extraterrestrials or ultra terrestrials, she's like, I, I don't know what to do with that. So I don't talk about it. And I, I just hide it away. It's funny when she, when she finds out it's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm. That's where my head has been for a while now. So all it does is induce fear. No matter what it is, it just induces fear in all of us. First time I seen a Bigfoot, I was scared to death, bro. Oh, I imagine. It, what? No, it ain't never been a time when they've been around where I was like, oh wow, it's so cool. My Sasquatch friends are here. Hell no. <laughs> Better tighten up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, you you get EVPs, right? When you're uh, you yep. got a recorder going in a in a haunted location, it doesn't even have to be a haunted location. You you can you can get EVPs at work if you if you put yourself in a position to do it, right? Yeah. Um, but then you have you have the people that talk about mind speak with with Sasquatch. Is that, you know, oh, oh, that's telepathy. That's telepathic communication. Is it? Is it much different than a, a, a bodiless soul, an entity, a spirit being able to imprint its vocals onto a recorder versus some other kind of being being able to put the voice into your head? And how many people who have been abducted by UFOs and have claimed to be taken on, onto ships and stuff, they don't, they don't open their mouths. They don't speak. Everything that they know and they understand that's happening to them or the comfort, being comforted is all done through the mind. You know? yep. So, I mean, when you, when you start writing it all out on a big board and you start drawing lines from one to another, a lot of it looks like it's connected. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities, you know, and... I guess at the end of the day, dude, you have to ask yourself, do you believe in coincidence or not? I don't. No, not where, anymore. Where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, and it just so happens y'all got a lot of the same similarities going on. Uh, why wouldn't you be connected? You know what I mean? It's almost, it's as puzzling to me as an atheist. I got uh, whether you believe we're in a simulation or God or whatever type of creator there was, the fact that people believe that we just all evolved here and ended up on this rock floating through space by chance and that we're pond scum, like, brother, go get your booster, I guess. Put your mask <laughs> back on. Like, I, I don't. It, that that puzzles me so much. It puzzles me. Uh, 
almost as much as people that hunt Bigfoot that never seen a Bigfoot. That puzzles me too. But I can't, I can't, I just can't understand the way some some people uh, look at stuff, you know, and they just close their mind. They're like, ah, hey, yeah. I mean, we're knocking in the woods. We're knocking in the houses. You know what I mean? It's all the same thing, dude. Yeah. So, and it's almost like when people, they tell you to pray, 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 but then don't do magic. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing, bro. Yeah. Same exact thing. It's your intention that makes it bad. Yeah. You know, uh, I think people just not informed. I think at the end of the day, uh, like you were saying, you know, she just kind of turns the other way from some things. And I think that's it. They already have a preconceived notion and they just, you know, turn away. Yeah. I mean, throughout that conversation, she even started to recall periods of missing time. Wow. Throughout, throughout her life. And, you know, I'm like, you know, Christina, we've talked multiple times we've had plenty of emails back and forth she's part of my discord group you know we've we've had you know she's going to be a speaker at the next bigfoot and bruce she's a wonderful person and you know to to be in the midst of a conversation with somebody and have them start to have the recollections of oh and <laughs> I do remember when I went out for a hike and I was gone for six hours and, you know, there were two other people with me and nobody knew where they had been out searching for us and they were right where we were at, but we weren't there. You know, I mean, those kind of things are kind of like, how, how is that not something that you talk about all the time? Right. You know, but so it's, it's, uh, it's a, it is a way weirder world that we live in than what most people are willing to accept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think though here soon they won't have a choice. You know what I mean? We, we, I, I, I think you're right. And without, without my own prejudice coming into it, um, let's get into what makes you say that. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> uh, so what does it say in Revelation? So, like, you, you start looking uh, back at things, or I don't know. I guess, first of all, you get stoned so you can get on this mind level, right? No, uh, but seriously, I think the Bible's more accurate about things than we are being told. Or you know what I mean? I think this whole science movement, um, demons in the flesh, bro. And I think they, they push us certain ways. Uh, I think the Bible's actually pretty accurate about everything it says in there. Uh, the world will be upside down, you know, right is wrong. Uh, man will see beast. Look around you, dude. Look around you. Look at what. Look at what's going on. Yeah. Like uh, you have you have people who are absolutely ap appearing by all necessary means to hurt the public. You know what I mean with the stuff they put in our food. 
the stuff they put in our water. You know, American milk is not so not allowed to be sold in like 30 countries. I have heard that. I wasn't sure if that was true. I never oh, looked into true. it, but Skittles, a lot of these candies, we put red 40 dye in all this shit, you know, and then here's another thing. We don't do human sacrifices anymore. However, we have abortion clinic on every street corner in the low income neighborhoods. Look at this, this, this shit just, it just seems wrong. Dude. You have guys wanting to become girls and you know, they, they're having to tra- transition. Yeah. And I know that's been going on for a long time, but now they're pushing it on our youth, on the children. You know what I mean? Things just seem wrong. Uh, the UAP stuff's coming out. I think that's all bullshit. Like, just hear me out on that. Okay. The, the government gives tapes to Jeremy Corbell. He puts out stuff, right? All right. You have Tom DeLong. They also talk to that whack job too. Why are they giving this shit to them? Why are you giving it to Jeremy Corbell? He is just a dude. Like what right. is he? What has he done? And he's got a Netflix deal all of a sudden. He's on Joe Rogan all of a sudden. Who was this guy? Where did he come from? How come we right. didn't all know about his YouTube channel or anything like that? He just appears. And oh, hey guys, I got skinny jeans and a nice little cut beard. Oh, you can trust me. Yeah, we're telling you the truth. Sure, the government ain't telling him shit. I believe all this stuff that's happening with the UFOs, because if you look at it, they haven't really told us anything new. You have right. people, you have people coming up there saying, "Well, I heard from this guy." You know, what I mean, it's all secondhand stories. Nobody's coming up and was like, "Yeah, bro, I was talking, smoking cigarette with Alien. His name's Lawrence. He's cool as hell." You know, it, it, that's not happening. They're they're outlets to me seem like they're more driven by pop culture and trying to reach the younger audience. They're wanting the younger kids to pay attention to aliens. They're wanting this stuff about aliens to be there. Meanwhile, we've got the thing going on in Las Vegas. Meanwhile, we have the face peelers out of Peru. The face peelers out of Peru and the things they describe down here at the mall, kind of the same thing, bro. Okay. They got a lot of the same attributes and... And I almost think it is a demonic force. Like I said, I think I think we are put here and these things are drawing energy off of our emotions. And that's all this is about. Like, Because when you go to the absolute, there ain't nothing but love, brother. There was nothing but love. And I think that house is what made me have the negative time. But then you come back out here and there ain't no love. It's hard to find. It is hard to find. I and I, and I, yeah, and I, hey, I mean that on a real level. It's hard to find love. Yeah. yeah. If you got somebody that loves you, you hold on to them. They, you go get that a lot nowadays. And now it's just hatred. He's racist. And yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this is name calling and shit. And like, we're for God's sake, we're spending money on banning plastic straws. And we have human beings asleep on the sidewalk. It's freezing tonight, bro. There are people in your town homeless. How many how many trillions of dollars are we in our national debt? Right. 
And instead of turning around and giving money to every country, every nation in this, in this world who, um, you know, should, should be funding for themselves. Why not take a, a, a fraction of that money and you could put every homeless person under a roof. You could put food in every starving belly. Hell, look at Mr. Beast. He went down there and put up a bunch of damn wells so people would have fresh drinking water in Africa, and the media right. gave him shit about it, dude. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. That's why I think this is coming to an end. It has. I hope it doesn't continue to go on. Whether whether God is a great flood or something, whatever it is, but it happened before. Every culture on the planet has a flood story. They do. I think that thing actually happened. And I don't know. Y'all better get right with something. <laughs> times ain't looking good, dude. They're not. And, you know, you said that veil kind of thinned and then it didn't close this time. It's, it's all going to implode. It's just like so much negative space. Just That's all it is. Whether it's media, whether it's government, whether it's local government, I mean, everybody has become so polarized. You have to be on a team now. You have to be in a certain camp. And, you know, like, this is a, this is a poor example, but, you know, in our last, uh, our last interview, um, you know, you started talking about uh, Bob Gimlin and the and the Patterson Gimlin film. We disagree on that. Mm-hmm. I I look at that and I don't see anything that is remotely a costume. You and I we had a discussion about it. I heard your your stance on it. You heard mine. You didn't. You didn't call me a effing idiot for my the way I thought about it. I didn't tell you you were out of your mind for what you were saying. We were able to have a conversation about it. And at the end of the day, still part as friendly. And what's the big deal? We have two differing opinions. I could be wrong. You could be wrong. We both could be wrong. So what? Yeah. What's the big right. deal? I'm happy to be alive to have the discussion. You know, so to be able to find a person that you can have conversation with like that now about any topic without becoming embattled and without becoming enemies now because of your your viewpoint or your standpoint on something, it's insane. Yeah. You know, I mean, people, you know, like, to me, you know, when they, they came out with the introduction of these body cam for the uh, law enforcement, you know, this is, this is so great because it's going to protect the, it's going to protect the, uh, the, the officer. It's going to protect the person that's being uh, detained. It's going to, you know, everything it's going to be, it's, it's great. And what has it done? All it's done has been able to take a, a inflammatory situation between a police officer and somebody who has supposedly done something wrong 
And it has made it nothing but a mainline intravenous feeding to media. So something that happened this afternoon in Grand Rapids, Mission, Michigan, between a cop and somebody who ran a red light who ended up getting the back of their head blown out because he decided to run because he didn't have, he was scared and he was only like 20 years old. Now that's going to make it onto the media coverage, the news in no time because it's on video. Yeah, dude. And, and, you know, the chance of somebody not being around this situation with a cell phone filming it, they can turn it in. Now this can, and, and all that's going to do is it's going to push people towards the side of the, the police. It's going to push another group of people towards the side of the person who was, you know, and it, all it does is polarizes people. Every single thing, you know, was Will Smith right to smack Chris Rock after saying what he said about his wife, you know, those kind of things. Those kind of things right there that they put in front of our face almost on a daily basis are pushing people into camps that are separating us instead of uniting us. And well, okay, so not to veer off topic, but you you just said something there. You said that footage is going to be on the news in a few hours. Yep. You said their cell phone footage will be to the media in no time. Do you know where there's no no cell phone footage? Do you know where there's no, you can't get the police cam videos? Where? Miami Mall, bro. Bayside Marketplace. Okay. No phones worked. Apparently. So let's get, so let's get into this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is crazy, dude. We'll have another one of these discussions. From the standpoint of... Somebody who has seen innumerous people on social media, whether it be TikTok or Instagram reels or, uh, you know, short YouTube videos, you know, we've heard that they were, uh, that everybody at that mall was uh, detained for some amount of time to make sure that there, any videos and photos were deleted, which to me sounds impossible there's no way they could have done that to every every single person then you know like what you said that that they didn't work okay now now we're talking about something that i might be able to buy into if if there was an event that happened there that you know somewhat like a emp maybe or or something that rendered technology useless okay um you know up here anyway, you know, we're hearing stories that, you know, there were uh, a group of kids, I think four, who were had fireworks, you know, and then some somewhere else it was uh, a group of gangbangers who was having a turf war with another group of gangbangers and fireworks be were being shot off. Police were called. They didn't know if it was an active shooter situation. They didn't know if it was gangs fighting that didn't know if it was just kids in the mall lighting off fireworks because they were idiots, you know, and that's why the entire Miami Dade police department shows up in force. And you know, how many, how many cars, I mean, anybody who's seen either one of the videos will, will say there was an extraordinary number of 
It was all of law them. enforcement vehicles there. So you are the only person I know other than Mickey Mouse that lives in Florida. So <laughs> um, being that you're seven hours away, you're still not right next door to it. But what what are you what are you coming up with on this? Okay, so you know, there's all the videos, like you said, the people saying this, people saying that. Right. I had a buddy of mine and he goes, dude, if there were aliens, it would be cell phone footage, right? You would and, think. Yeah, you would think. However, some of the people that have been interviewed said that the cell phones all just stopped working, like nobody's phone working. And but, but you have a flip side to that too, all right? So if it was kids shooting off fireworks, where in the hell is the cell phone footage of that? Right. There's none. Matter of fact, I want you to get online and find me the name of those four kids that were arrested. Right. You can't. And th that's why I have a hard problem with this. Uh, you know, because that should be front and center. There was a fight. Okay. That was apparently the day before. You had the police say that they shut down the airspace over the area. I did right. hear that recently. That was the first time in the, just the past couple of days that I did hear that the airspace above that area had been shut down. And that, well, so that to me surprised me. They retracted that. Now, it's a bunch of police. Maybe somebody could have thought something and said the wrong thing. Then you had the cops say that they did not kill the power to the place. They are on video killing the power to the place. Where's the 911 call? Who first called it in? Where is that? It's not that big a deal. Like, if it was another police officer called in, hey, we got kids with fireworks shooting them off. I need all cops down here, yada, yada. Yeah. Just show it to us. Just put it out there. You know what I mean? Don't be weird about it. Why did y'all keep it hush for like four days? Like, this wasn't even out for days. And then it came out. Like a damn uh, bull in a china shop, tearing everything down. But how do how do you have this many inconsistencies and just side with them? You know what I mean? You, you just, uh, I think if I had the names, if I could find the names of the kids that were uh, arrested, and I've looked. Like I don't think I'm that bad at typing in shit on Google, you know, it's kind of hard not to be, uh, I mean, how many times is it when there's a shooting or something like that? You see on the news exactly who did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have their name. We're looking for this man or something like that. There's none of that. There's none of that. And then the fact that Rick Doty, I don't know if you know who Rick Doty is. Richard, Richard Doty. Yeah. 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 The fact that he told an acquaintance of mine uh yeah i've seen the ultra high definition video of that that's just a police officer like it's like is he speaking in code he knows no one's gonna fucking believe him you know or, or you shouldn't i don't, that's another thing i don't get about ufo guys they like the government's been lying to them this whole time about aliens. And then now they're going to give you the proof. What is wrong with you? Yeah. They've been telling us since the thirties that we're all crazy as hell. 
But now they're going to show you this stuff, and they're giving it to Jeremy Corbell. Whatever. Y'all want to go on that ship? You know, hey. <laughs> don't, don't I mean, I, I can even I can even buy them giving it to Jeremy Corbell. The one I can't buy is Tom DeLonge. Yeah, well, what's that? Dude's uh, an that, idiot, bro. That is, that to me is, I mean, when I, when it first came out about him being part of this, I was like, what? You know, you've got uh, Luis Elizondo, who has been, who has been talking for, for quite some time now. Um, and He's if intelligence, you, by the way. You know what I mean? And if you listen to him, he he sounds like he's telling you a lot, but he's not telling you much. But he leaves these little breadcrumbs that are so perfectly placed that you have to go and you have to listen to every one of his interviews, no matter who it's with, different different shows, different podcasts, different whatever. And he continues to drop these little breadcrumbs that all seem to be leading to we're going to basically shit our pants when we find out the reality of where this stuff comes from, which to me, I'd shit my pants if there was an extraterrestrial standing in front of me. I'd shit my pants if there was a Bigfoot standing in front of me. Um, but I'd really shit my pants if I found out that this was all related to um, ultimately to good and evil in in the sense of a biblical uh, event. Um, and it seems to be, to me, it seems like his, his progression of how he talks about things is, at least for me, it makes me think that that's where he's going with it. That's where I'm at with it. Uh, honestly, that's the same spot where I'm at, but you notice there's another thing. What happened after the Miami mall, that jellyfish video dropped Yeah, through their little rat bastard, Jeremy Corbell. They just give it and look here. Yeah. Distract him guys. Distract him, bro. This, like, I hope project blue beam ain't a real thing. And when the alien invasion happens here in the next nine, 10 months, that it's actually real aliens and not them just trying to control us. And I tell you, this is going to be a this is going to be a banner year because you know it, the the thing that astounds me about our government, uh, you know, and don't get me wrong, I love America. I think we still are probably better than most places, but our political climate, and I'm not a I'm not a political person at all. And maybe, you know, shame on me. Maybe I should be more involved. Maybe I should be more knowledgeable on it. But with the amount of court hearings and the the list of shit that is wrong with Biden and Biden's son and the Russian connection and all that stuff... And all of the things that Trump has been put into court proceedings for, you're telling me that those are the two best shots for us as far as American voters 
that 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 that's what that's that's the best we get. Well, I think that is what you need. I think you have when you look at Biden, you look at the system. You know what I mean? And then you look at Trump and obviously not the system. They're trying to prosecute this man on everything they can. That should tell you something. They ain't got shit stick on him yet. They accused him to be connected with Russia. Turns out it was them. Comey's the leaker. Yeah, Hillary's the one crushing the, the blackberries. It's always been them. Every time they've accused this man of something, it's actually them doing it. And yeah, you, you don't have to be political to see that. Like if he's if he's guilty of all this shit, y'all have been trying since 2016, brother. They've been trying since 2016 to charge this man with something, and his ass still ain't in jail. But you know what they've done? They spent a lot, a whole, a whole lot of mining your fucking tax dollars doing it. You got damn right to have. And what for what? Like for what? Like what is the point? You know what I mean? Like leave him alone. Why are you trying to persecute this guy? What are you scared is going to happen if he becomes president again? Think that client list that y'all still ain't released? All you did give us was dozens of names of people that are already dead. You ain't said shit to nobody. You know, that they, they just keep playing us along. And yet and still, we've got to worry about Trump. What's Trump's done? He paid his taxes. Like how many? How many? How many things they got against him now? <laughs> it's a lot. Like leave the fucking man alone because the only thing you're doing, you know, love him or hate him. Yeah. The only thing you're doing is keeping his name in the in everybody's mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're making people side with him, and now people starting to look like y'all do realize. Everybody knows you fucking lied to us about COVID. <laughs> right? Like, are we still there? The trust in the government, the federal government's really low. Uh, and rightfully so. And yeah, that's 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 what we have. That's what we're left with. We're left with the system versus obviously what the system does not want in place. They... They don't want Donald Trump in there for some reason, bud. And it's either he's he's messing up their game, their little scam they're running on all of us. Not sure how Mitt Romney got so rich. Not sure how Nancy Pelosi got so rich. Not sure why our southern border is wide open. And it is wide open, too. God forbid we get somebody in office that wants to close it. God forbid... We don't have some piece of shit in Washington that's going to send all of our sons to die in some war. I didn't raise my boy to die in Joe Biden's fucking money laundering pit in Ukraine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, that, I that's do. what I mean, it is, dude. Like, you you either want wars because you didn't get none with Trump. I don't think if he got reelected, I don't think he could steer out of it. He's going to have to be. These guys are just. Oh my God! It, it it does it does seem the the air the air about this time does seem to be thick with the fact that we are we are destined to to get this to get our hands dirty. Yeah. The country is about to change, but before twenty twenty four, and like you said, it's it's so polarized. Something's gonna happen. 
It's scary too. It is. It really is. It is, dude, because I got shit I want to do, and that's fine to Sasquatch. I don't want to have to deal with. I gotta go strap my boots on and go out there and protect my family today. Yeah. You know, but I'll pray <laughs> that old magic. <laughs> get some old magic out here and help us out. Where where was your brain before all this? Where was your brain before the Conjuring House? Uh, before as far as far as as far as your religious. Uh, I would say, um, I was very hopeful something was after death. I really miss my dad, like a lot. Yeah, and I was hopeful that I could see him because I had an experience too. And, but you don't know; you question yourself. You know what I mean. And then after that, you know, and it says in the Bible, you won't, you can't speak to the dead. You'll only talk to demons, right? Maybe what we're talking to. And like I said, it, it, the lady on the plane, bro, that fucker ain't real. That dude ain't real. How many of these damn people are amongst us? And these fallen angels or whatever. I don't know. It, it just, it, before then, I was hopeful. Before my dad died, I really didn't think much about it at all. I didn't really think there was a, a God, you know. Um, I mean, I did, but I didn't, I didn't put a lot of stock into it. I was definitely not wanting to die. I don't want to die now. Don't get me wrong. I, right. lo- I love yeah. my life. Yeah. Uh, but... If it happens tomorrow, but I don't don't mourn for me. I'm fine. You, you know, y'all y'all are the ones the ones left here to continue to have to deal with this shit. <laughs> like serious, those you know, those are the people who get screwed in the deal. I got a promotion. That's how I look at it now. When I die, we'll get a promotion. So it was. It was that experience there was very impactful for you as well. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. On a personal level. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm more thankful now because I know this time that I have, you know, with my children and, uh, everything, you know, family, all this stuff, it, it's not going to last, but there's something because that kind of bum you out, right? Like that, uh, when you're always looking at stuff like, man, this ain't going to last. This is just going to be a memory. But where we're going to, now whether we can meet up on the other side, I don't know. I don't know how that works out. I didn't experience any of that. But uh, I, it, it's just crazy, man. I, I really not worried about it. Um, I, of course, I don't want to see nobody die. I don't want to miss people. And that that's always the thing I was worried about with dying. I would miss out. But if it's if it's just 10% of what I went through at the Conjuring House, I'm going to be all right, bud. What have you got coming up? Uh, okay, so before we showed the Conjuring film, I had a uh, film I screened. It was like 30 minutes. It was a, uh, the first episode of our Journey to Belief Bigfoot episode or Bigfoot season. 
So it's a four part series. Um, it's almost done. I'm like working on the last 10 minutes of the last episode now, but, uh, it's basically, okay. So a lot of people, they make Bigfoot content. They do all these things for Bigfoot believers. My cameraman is a skeptic, right? Uh, what Joey, the guy at the conjuring house, he didn't believe none of that stuff before he experienced that. He's trying to experience Bigfoot. So trying the, the point of the, the project is to prove to skeptics. What's it going to take to prove to my skeptical friend that Bigfoot is real and worth looking into? Right? So we take a road trip. We interview like 13 people. Um, we contacted the state. There was a story in there about the Ochizi wild men. So we contact the state. And they pull all these governor, uh, governor blocks and they pull all of his correspondence and everything for us. And this is like from the 1800s, 1880s. And we, we, we dive into that. Uh, it was really odd in that. Uh, the movie's not out, so I don't know how much I should say. But anyways, that part left him scratching his head. Uh, there's some of the videos we did recreations on, some of the people had. Then we sent a FOIA request to the FWC, and this was his idea. I didn't even know it went on, right? And he asked for any reports or emails um, relating to Bigfoot, Skunk Ape, Yeti or uh, Swamp Ape and Sasquatch, something like that, right? Or Yeti wasn't on it. So it was Bigfoot, Skunk Ape, Swamp Ape, and Sasquatch. They have 72,313 emails with those keywords in them. Really? Yes. They the, Florida, the Florida State Wildlife Commission? Yes. Now, what is that about? I don't know. They want $12,000 for them. So, while we're still... They told us that they had zero officer-related reports, which I know is a lie. I've been on location twice when the FWC has shown up about some Bigfoot shit. So I know that was a lie. However, I, I have to prove they're lying, right? And that's kind of what I'm doing here. They told me we have zero. And then I'm like, okay, cool. We want you to find this one. Give us all the information you got about this one particular case. And it's a report. With it. I name the county where it happened, the date, the FWC officer who was involved in taking the report. Now, remember, you just told me there were no reports. I got newspaper clippings, right? We ask her, we ask them about it. All communication stops. They close our FOIA request and quit talking to us at all. You know, that sounds extraordinarily familiar. Mm -hmm. The, the, uh, the $12,000, um, basically the $12,000 bounty for, for getting any of the, the information provided to you. It, it, I want to say 
if I remember correctly, that this was the same thing that uh, Dave Polites ran into when requesting FOIA information from the uh, state parks. Yeah, probably. And that it's and it was in the neighborhood of like forty thousand dollars to get that information to him. Yeah, so ours is twelve. We're hoping to raise the money and then just like get them and then like put them on a server or something to where people can come and just read them and then find it. So that way we don't have to do the damn work. It's like, what are we going to do through 12,000 something emails or 70,000 emails? I ain't about to look at that shit. Uh, But the fact that they cut us off there was really odd. And then I called them in a lie, like straight up called them in a lie. There's another one they got coming. They don't know yet. And they're not aware. I got another one because I close our account and you can't ask through that account anymore for some reason. So I'm going to hit them up for another one. There was, uh, I won't say, I don't want to say what it is. It's going to be a surprise to them. It's going to be a knockout punch, bro. Cause I got them on this one. Like I got them. Like y'all just keep lying to me. That's all I need. Y'all just keep on lying to me. Cause then I can drop foot with this guy over here who claims he uh, works for him and has had his own encounters. And then he talks about processes and stuff. So waiting on a shooter drop to put this guy into project too. Oh, uh, like li- literally processes that are in place as far as what they do when they have an encounter. Uh, what, what to not do now or what not to do. Right. So, yeah. uh, if you have an encounter, what not to do, run your mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't talk. Don't say nothing. Nobody. Yeah. We don't want to know about it. But you have to look at it. If they're not taking the reports, it's a dereliction of duty because, like, even if you're a cop, right, you got real calls, good calls, you're going to put them in the good pile. You're going to put these bad calls in the bad pile. And then you got calls about unicorns. I still want to know. Your job is to keep a record of every report not to uh, discern the information the way you want and throw out what you want. Cause now all these unicorn reports, you didn't save. Why didn't you save them? What was the point of that? Um, but then we went for the last episode, we go to a guy in Alabama who had like some really cool evidence uh, on his property. And we were able to collect a handprint. And amongst other things. And that that's basically all in this one. Like, I guess it's about two hours and 20 minutes total, but it's four episodes. Like 30, 30, 45, and like 40. So somewhere around in the two-hour, 20-minute mark for all of it. But So was this a, was this a print, like a handprint in the ground? Or no. was this a, a handprint on the side of... Something you were able to lift the, uh, uh, what do they call the the oil that's left the behind? Sebum. Sebum. Yeah. 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 So uh, this was actually the thing was looking in the window at this house and had leaned up on the rail and like I had called a bunch of people about how to test it, you know, or, I mean how to how to collect it. Um. So we did everything we could. Uh, Todd Disatel told me that even in a 
even in a sterile lab, perfect setting situation, he said you have a less than 2% chance of collecting any skin cells out of that sebum. He says it's just so hard, dude, and it's out in the elements and stuff like that. He's like, still try it by all means, but it ain't it ain't good looking for you, you know. And then the landowner, he he had the one handprint, and it was there before we got there. It like happened the night before, right? And so he covered it, and had sent us a picture, and is he covered it and all that. The weird thing is, is the digits were in weird spots. I mean, you see, you see from the knuckle here, about mid knuckle on your finger, all the way to the base of this hand, but the thumb placement was so weird. It was, it's odd, but he only had the one. And so as we're trying to collect it, some sterile water runs off of that top board on the handrail and wets the underneath part. There's another handprint under there that he had no no idea about. So uh, it's really cool. The project uh, is it, coming along. You know, it's almost done. Uh, Do you have a working title for it yet? Yeah, it's a uh, journey to belief. Um, and that's gonna so that's gonna continue on as a series, um, especially with the Bigfoot thing, because we want to get the end of the day. The the thing is to make the fire as big as you can, right? So somebody yeah. to come and put it out. So we believe there's gonna be a Bigfoot protest held this year at the Florida State Capitol for these, uh, you know, this information that they're clearly yeah. hiding. Yeah. I don't know who's going to put it together. It may or may not be me, uh, but yeah, man, we're going to try to raise some awareness because the state officials shouldn't be lying to us. It's our information. Well, if, if, or if not, if, if it is you that, uh, would happen to decide to put that on, uh, do your buddy or call call him up and let him know when this is going to happen because I'm going to bring my equipment down there and <laughs> get set up. Yeah, man. I mean, seriously, if you had like 25 people dressed up as Bigfoot outside the Capitol and a bunch of people picketing, like you'll give us those files eventually, bud. <laughs> what y'all hiding? Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> get it, man. Like, our local sheriff's department in Walcala County they have records of Bigfoot reports. They kept them. You mean to tell me ain't nobody ever called the Florida fishing game about a Sasquatch? You you gonna try that shit with me? Like, I don't even care if they were lying. I know somebody called. And hey, you told me nobody called ever. And you never took a report. What about this report that y'all took? right here yeah. that I got proof of. And then they, they close you off. So it's a long process. Uh, it's gonna, we're trying to go at proving it through the information that they hide that I know they're hiding now. I didn't think they were going to be hiding anything before. I thought they would be an open book, but then you catch them in a line. It's like, what? Like even Joey, the skeptic, he's like, <coughs> he's like, dude, this is so strange. And he doesn't believe in Bigfoot. Yeah. You know? So, like I said, where there's smoke, there's fire, bro. We just got to get that fire big and they'll put it out. When uh, when can we expect uh, 
that to be out for our viewing pleasure. Yeah. Uh, so soon as I get it done, I'm going to send you a copy so you can give us a nice review or at least a review. Absolutely. And outside of that, we're looking around March, month of March to come out. You know, yeah. uh, I should seriously have it done in the next three weeks. I should actually actually have the cut done by the end of the weekend, but by its colored and everything be a few weeks. And so we're probably looking at like mid March release on that, but I'll be dropping a trailer for it real soon. I got this super badass trailer for it. <laughs> I'm like, can't, can't wait to see it. I'm like can't proud of it. it. I'm usually always embarrassed about my projects and like, you know, I, but this one I'm not, it's like, hell, this is good. Man. I'm proud of this one. So I finally got the, the piece to be proud of, you know, at least from my, my well, standpoint. From, from what I've seen in the past, you, you have others to be proud of. Um, and, and I'm going to ask you, uh, maybe kind of put you on the spot just a little bit. Uh, as far as my discord community is concerned, um, once we haven't done it in a while, but we're going to get back to it. I, I host these things are called campfires and it's usually on a Friday night. <clears throat> I go live and there'll be, you know, 20, 25 people in the, in the discord that, uh, and we just, we sit around, we shoot the shit. We talk about weird stuff. We talk about things that are in the news, you know, the, the weird stuff in the news and all that. Um, but I was, we, we did this with Christina Rake um, and a paranormal show that she'd done. And uh, we aired it and everybody was a watch party. And then she was there as a part of it to answer questions and everything with the, the people in Discord. So uh, I'm going to put this out to you that I would love to do that with the Conjuring House experiment. If you would take part in that with us, uh, watch it along with us and then be open to questions from the the community members i I don't know what discord is i've heard heard people talking about it but if y'all are gonna watch the film and then want to ask some questions just let me know when dude okay oh yeah we can line that up so yep we'll get it we'll get it set up and uh i'll give you a, a, a 59 year old guy 58 year old guy learn how to use discord so um it it it's not uh it may sound daunting, but it, there's really not much to it. Um, I'm sure. I'm just trying to like. I'm so. I'm not even on TikTok. I'm like. I'm trying to trade my cell phone in for a pair of overalls, and I've already got the overalls. <laughs> so now I just have to make it happen. <laughs> well, Stacy, once again, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Uh, glad to see you're doing well. Yeah, brother. And. Uh, I appreciate you setting this up and taking the time to do this again with me. It's been a great conversation. For sure, bud. I always uh, always enjoy shooting the, shooting the bullshit with you, so it's always fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you, uh, if you do happen to see a Bigfoot event that uh, Mr. Brown is speaking at, I, I do highly encourage you to get out there and see it because his, his presentation is top-notch as well as uh, Mr. Robert Kreider. You guys did a fantastic job that day. Yeah, but that was that was a really, uh, it was a nice trip. You have, a, you have a great community there, something you're building there, you know? So you got to uh, have somebody speak at it again or something. You need somebody. 
hit me up, dude. It was a, it was a cool place, brother. I will do. It, it is it is unusual compared to the majority of conferences. It is it is a it, it's a different dynamic for sure. Uh, that's where I first learned of the Dewey Lake monster, and I can't believe I didn't know before. But that is such a yeah. cool ass story. So it is very very cool, and it just won't go away. Just won't go away. And and thankfully that community uh, around that area they they won't let it go away either. So. Right on. Ladies and gentlemen, Stacy Brown Jr. Look forward to talking to you again, my friend. All right, buddy. Y'all have a good evening. You too. Thank you. Good night.